Rushdoony Radio presents An Informed Faith The Position Papers of R.J. Rushdoony by Rush's John Rushdoony Narrated by Nathan F. Conkey Produced with permission by the Calcedon Foundation Chapter 29 The Future is the Lord's Calcedon Position Paper Number 18 December 1980 Peter F. Drucker in Managing in Turbulent Times, Harbour and Row, 1980, called attention to some very significant facts about the Soviet Union. He believes that only a bold man will predict that the Soviet Union will be in existence by the year 2000. European Russia has the world's lowest birth rate, whereas Asiatic Russia has a very high one and will have a population predominance. Other sources have added to this forecast. Asiatic Russia is predominantly Muslim, and very soon the Soviet Union will be the world's major Muslim power. There will be internal problems by 1985, as the army faces the consequences of the low birth rate among European Russians. The draftees will begin to be more and more Islamic. Getting them to obey European officers will be a problem. Alexandra A. Benningsen and S. Anders Wimbush in Muslim National Communism in the Soviet Union, a revolutionary strategy for the colonial world, University of Chicago Press, 1979, trace the history of Muslim communism. From the days of Lenin, the Muslim communists were nationalists and strongly, in most cases, Islamic. They saw Marxism as a means of dealing, quote, a death blow to Europe, end quote. Many religious leaders among the Muslims agreed with this. The end of European supremacy would be affected by means of Marxism and the Muslim nations freed to pursue their course. Quote, A significant number of Muslim leaders did lend their support to the revolutionary forces during the Civil War. End quote. Page 31. These nationalistic Muslim communists were suppressed by Lenin and his successors, but their population increase and the decline of the European-Russian birth rate have revived new currents of Muslim hope for the overthrow of Europe, including Soviet Russia. An often heard warning from Asiatic Soviet Muslims to Russians in the streets of Central Asia is, quote, Wait until the Chinese come, they will show you, end quote. The Russian leadership of the Soviet Union is aging and approaching senility. Population trends are destroying the Russian character of the Soviet Union, giving it a Turkic and Muslim character. After World War I, Turkey strongly promoted pan-Turanian ideas, that is, a union of all the Turkic peoples, to create a great world power. This is an alternate theme to a pan-Islamic power. The Armenian massacres were an aspect of this pan-Turanian dream. Add to this factor within the Soviet Union an external factor the rise of Muslim nationalism and Marxism outside of the Soviet Union, in Asia, the Near East and North Africa, and you have all the ingredients for social turbulence, war and revolution. There is, however, a grim nemesis to Muslim hopes in the very nature of their faith. Benigsen and Wimbush mentioned in passing, quote, the, quote, past-centred awareness, end quote, which is common to most Muslims, in contrast to Christian awareness, which projects a, quote, golden age, end quote, in the future, end quote. 
pages 98 to 99. Iran is good evidence of this fact. The revolutionists in Iran dream of a golden age in the mythical Islam of Ali, a time long gone and more a product of imagination than reality. Moreover, their concern has been more with, quote, the sins of the Shah, end quote, than with current and pressing problems. This past-bound nature of Muslim faith and thought gives it a proneness to hope and denunciation where work and action are needed. But this is not all. Not only is Islam past-bound, but, we must add, paralysed, because its concept of power and progress is a bureaucrat's dream. Islam sees unity and government from the top down. Muhammad was strongly drawn to the biblical doctrine of the kingdom of God, of God's rule over the world, and this is what Islam purports to be. However, from the beginning, this kingdom was seen as coming by imposition from above, by military conquest, centralised rule and concentrated authority. The result was a caliph, or powerful Muslim rulers, who concentrated all power in their hands. In Turkey, Baghdad, Iran and elsewhere, it meant autocratic rule. Whereas in the Christian world, the revolutionary direction of history was to challenge centralised power in church and state and to base the faith in the heart of man, the Islamic tendency was and is to equate strength with centralised power. The triumph of Christian theological development, as it appeared in the West, was to formulate the creed into an intensely personal form. Quote, I believe in God, the Father Almighty, etc. End quote. Whether recited with two or three or with thousands, each believer in the Western tradition says, quote, I believe, end quote. It is personal. This is in line with scripture, where the first required confession began with the personal pronoun. A Syrian ready to perish was my father, end quote, or, quote, my father was a wandering Aramean, end quote, Deuteronomy 26.5. This confession concluded, quote, And now, behold, I have brought the firstfruits of the land which thou, O Lord, hast given me, end quote, Deuteronomy 26.10. The emphasis is particular and personal in Scripture. Quote, progress, end quote, in paganism and in Islam was spasmodic and superficial. It depended on a superior ruler, and it usually ended with his death. It has no roots in the life of the people. The Muslim revolution thus has no future, because it is too pass-bound and too authoritarian. Having said this, however, it is necessary to add that our world today is reproducing this same evil. The answers of statism are sterile and rootless, seeking to remake man from the top down. Huygen Rosensock Hussey spoke of John Dewey with his philosophy as the Chinification of America, that is, as a reproduction of all the evils of old China and its radical relativism. We can similarly speak of the growing centralisation and bureaucratization of the Western nations as a reproduction of the narrow and decadent world of old Turkey, of the harem world and the intriguing eunuchs who ran the empire. To command the future and to exercise dominion in the Lord's name, it is urgently necessary 
for Christians to recognize the essential nature of Christian self-government to freedom, the function of the tithe and godly reconstruction, and the necessity for the Christian dominion man to take back government from the state. Marxism has no future, nor does Islam. Similarly, humanistic statism is declining and perishing. The Marxist Muslims are right in seeing its days as numbered. The Christian must separate himself from humanistic statism, its schools and its ways. The summons is, quote, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues, end quote, Revelation 18.4. The future is the Lord's, and only ours in him. Well done for listening all the way to the end. This is Nathan, the narrator, speaking to you from Puebla, Mexico, from the Faith for All of Life school, in which I teach English as a volunteer. I teach from kinder through high school. Now, I rely on donations in order to keep teaching and recording, so if you want to support a Faith for All of Life school in Latin America and want to keep listening to Rush Dooney while you vacuum, drive or cook, commute or whatever you're doing right now, donate at cten.org forward slash Nathan Conkey. That's N-A-T-H-A-N-C-O-N-K-E-Y, all lowercase. Or if you prefer PayPal, paypal.me forward slash capital N Nathan capital C Conky. You can also email me at nfconkey, that's nfconkey at gmail.com. Thanks, and I look forward to speaking to you very soon.